I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is finals week two all wrapped up. Mm. Yeah, it is week two, isn't yeah, it? week two. It feels like it's been longer already. It does. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, have you got a highlight of the week past? Well, I'm going to reach over to uh, Formula One again, because we just had the uh, Italian Grand Prix, which was pretty good. We saw... Um, He's uh, decided he might uh, might actually get a win, um, and he did brilliantly from start to finish. But it's funny because uh, Mercedes have come out and complained that they think uh, Ferrari's finding power in ways that they shouldn't. Um, and the FIA has sort of gone, well, they're not doing anything illegal, and Mercedes is really pissed off about it. Uh, they said, us, Renault, and Honda are all uh, upset about this lack of parity. I'm like, mate. You've had three fucking years of engine domination. Exactly. I mean, if there's any country that's going to complain about finding unrealistic balances of power, it's going to be Germany. <laughs> I, I wonder if the cars are water compliant. Like, you know, can, can they fill the bottle? Well, they're not even compliant with EPA, so... Yeah. yeah. Willy Rioli's the inspector. But uh, I found that fucking hilarious, to be honest. Um, and I'm not a massive Ferrari fan, but they won fair and square. <laughs> and it uh, obviously wasn't just the car, because Seb... Um, Vettel decided to spend half the time spinning around the wrong way. Yeah, just randomly going through corners, which is unusual. Yeah. Um, Brenton, what's your highlight of the week? So here we go. My highlight of the week is actually, so I was at work the other day, and we've had a pretty busy week at work. It's been pretty crazy with like a birthday celebration for the business and whatnot. But um, through a bit of luck, the the boss has actually randomly come across a conversation where I was talking about our podcast. And he's like, what? You do a podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how long have you done this for? I'm like, four years or something he's like you're fucking like just the man of mystery like there's all this <laughs> shit going on outside of here there's no one knows anything about Chica. and um so anyway he's like well you've, we've been talking about doing our own podcast for a while now how would you like to build a podcast studio for us so is it like a, a brewery podcast or something like that is well, it's going to be on, on that business yeah it's going to be beer and wine and spirits and just basically what's going on it's like uh, a lot of aspects to it but they're going to do video content obviously a podcast and a blog out of it right so that's going to be the basis of obviously your online and the new and content strategy yeah have you heard about um uh, dmt and beers i mean look into Ooh, it here we go <laughs> trust me this is going to be pretty interesting i'm already got my poker table up there so it could turn into <laughs> poker stars or something but anyway he's like yeah but it, like just try and just Rain in the budget. Just try and keep it under three thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm so, like, so I'm seeing a two grand profit for you right exactly. there. Exactly. I'm actually looking pretty good at this. And also, we've got ourselves a new podcast studio <laughs> <laughs> with uh, beers on tap. 
that's going to be a messy fucking podcast. In fact, I can see the Brownlow metal count suddenly improving a thousandfold. As you say, as opposed to the you know well-oiled machine that we're running with right now. Yes, and their internet is much better than ours. We might better do this live. Oh yeah, we used to do that. Remember? Yeah, that was. We actually got a lot of people watching that live when we did the Brownlow metal count. Yeah. I, I think that's an endorsement of how shit house it is to watch the Brownlow metal count. That's right. We really it pissed off chore. Thailand. I can't remember yeah. how, but I remember being uh, lots of Thai people were really angry with us. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's um, going to happen. You know, I, I can't remember how that happened either, but I don't doubt it. No, I haven't felt like that since I worked at casinos. Yeah, I do feel like the the Brownlow medal count should be at the same speed as it is after the winner has been known, and they right. just knock off the last few games. It should be the same speed as the Melbourne Cup. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, it's funny because I I did watch the the Dally M, which is the NRL version. Yeah, and theirs is much different because they get drunker. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, legitimate people get votes um, but their votes are public for the first like 17 rounds so everyone knows and then after that they only count the votes of people that have a chance of winning so it might be round 18 uh, Fred Bloggs three votes round 19 and then that's it Um, they don't worry about it because they're also rounds and they just get to the winner Um, there's a lot to be said for that I mean to be honest I still wouldn't watch it no, no, probably not. No, no, the weirdest part to me is, like, look, whatever gets people watching is fine, but the red carpet aspect of two hours? Well, no. yeah, but who's that for? It's not for us, is it? Yeah. Quite clearly. I, I think it's literally just for the sponsors. <laughs> yes, as well. Of course but, it is. Oh, and new idea, who always comment on who looked fat. But um, oh, I just don't see the point of it. Well, you, you get the um, the uh, red carpet PowerPoint that comes out the day after, um, which is usually pretty good. Um, oh, I haven't seen that for the last is it couple of years. Really? Yeah, it was. It was hilarious. I mean, you know, but this year they're actually uh, going to struggle, I think, because they've got that uh, the full Monty female version where the old ducks and wags get their boobs out. So, you know, they've stepped it up, and the Brownlow medal's just going to have the same old gowns. It's terrible they're competing with Broken Hill Festival. Tell you what. <laughs> the Broken Hill, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, but it'll, no, what, it'll be uh, Brownlow Medal without uh, McAvaney this year. Yeah, really? So that'll be uh, adding something to it. Or you know, Sad. is it still Gil going to do the the counting? Of course he is. Sadly, uh, it's his uh, it's his highlight of his year. Um, I do like the I, I, as much as I rag on the Brownlow Medal night. I'll always watch it because what else are you going to do? Um, yeah, um, set the odds. <laughs> well, obviously you just browse right on your phone and have that playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what I do. Um, because you know it's it's not really it's something you can keep an eye on. You don't have to watch yep. intently. I see Paddy Dangerfield shortened dramatically now. Yeah, well, he had a good year. Mm. I, I guess we can go through our Brownlow tips and uh, and that because there's only two games to cover <coughs> um, this week. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna need some filler. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna need some filler in this episode. Um, we may as well start off with Steve's question. Fuck it. Oh, all right. right. Let's just revolutionise how we run podcasts now. Fuck it hell. Loose cannon. Uh, I know. He's a bit unlucky we recorded earlier last week, so missed out on these questions. Um, we are, since we're talking about uh, Steve in, in these Swans, we are in um, Best and Fairest season as well, and Dane Rampey took out the Swans I saw the other day. He did too, yeah. I did. I had a lovely photo of uh, Luke Parker in the uh, Melbourne, uh, the age, um, for his uh, for Dane Rampey's win. Go figure that one out, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the best footy game you've been to? Actually oh, been to. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. That, that's easy. That was Hawthorne Geelong, um, the one where Tommy Hawkins kicked the goal after the siren. Uh, I want to say 2012, I, th- I think it was. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those games where um, I think 
I think Geelong kicked nine goals to one in the first quarter. Yep. Um, and I, I remember even thinking, like, it's all right. We don't have to kick nine goals in the second quarter. We just need to peg it back. And Hawks won the next three quarters, you know, by a little bit, little bit, little bit. Obviously, got their nose in front, and Tommy kicks the goal after the siren. Yep. I think that's the only game I've ever been to where there's been a goal after the siren. I remember just afterwards, like, you know, you, you think you'd be heartbroken that you just lost. Yep. But I'd seen an amazing game. I was just so happy mm. to be there for it. Even though it was my team was losing, it was the greatest game. Yeah. Um, the next, we had... Uh, uh, we went to to that game with a, a few family members. Um, uh, they were in town for the weekend. I remember the next day we saw another game at um, Marvel Stadium or Etihad as it was then. Yeah. Between two teams that were you know bottom six or whatever. Yeah. And we we're just saying like, can't believe this is the same league. Like from what we saw yeah, last night yeah. to, to to this, I can't remember who that game was, but uh, yeah, that was the best game I've ever been to. Josh, oh, you know the best personally is probably the flag that uh, went through in ninety six. Oh, yeah. But in terms of like. Um, most amazing game watching. I, I think it'd probably be oh shit round two, 2016 maybe. Uh, Richmond v Collingwood, where Richmond were up by five goals with five minutes to Is go. The Brundy, uh, Brody, Grundy goal. Went nuts. Yeah. yeah, that was the worst first half of football I remember. I yeah. remember that. And the, the last quarter was brilliant. The best part though was all the Collingwood supporters who went fuck it and left with yeah. five minutes to go, and there were thousands yeah. of them, thousands upon thousands, and it was just and all of a sudden bang, 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 and then. Uh, kicks the, uh, Grundy kicks the winner and you're yep, like out of nowhere and I, if you're a supporter that left that day you had no bragging rights on Monday <laughs> yeah, we, you couldn't say shit the thing is we literally watched a family break up the dude stayed the <laughs> yeah. dude stayed and watched yeah. the end of the match yeah I remember that not even joking Mrs. left like, had a full on domestic in front of everyone obviously uh, going about how I hate your kids and fuck <laughs> your kids and you know I should never come in and it's supposed to be our day together and yeah, he's like I ain't leaving <laughs> see you later speaking of leaving <laughs> Speaking of leaving early, I do happen to know that uh, uh, somebody left the two, 2010 grand final early. The drawn one. Really? Not the week after. They left the drawn grand final early. Mm. Um, wow. Was it Ross Lyon? <laughs> uh, no. He, he Maybe he should have. But uh, it was an AFL player's parents. Wow. So they got the tickets for free. So Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yep. Uh, Brenton, your f- best game you've ever been to? Well, it follows on from leaving the game early, actually. And uh, it would be Adelaide Crows versus Richmond Tigers. Yeah. Amy Park. Footy Park back in the day. Footy Park. Terrible place to watch football if you don't follow Adelaide Crows. Uh, Malcolm Blight, one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, left the game at basically... Is he, is he though? Like, no, he's not. No. He's the Adelaide Crows best it Makes my story ever. better. Um, left the game halfway through the fourth. Halfway through. Not even halfway through. It was like the start. Yeah. He just went, fuck this, and watched him walk around the boundary line. It's not like he left the back of house. That's the funny thing, because where the coaches' boxes are on one wing, the uh, ramp for the change rooms were on the opposite side of the ground. Yeah, yeah. So he walked around the ground yeah. to go uh, get an early went, start. Fuck the- it, I am done. And we doubled their score in the last quarter as yeah. well. Didn't he not even go to the change rooms, just went to the club rooms? He probably just fucked off and left. Something like yeah. that, yeah. I mean, like He was obviously really, really not happy, and that was a time where... Everyone hated that Crows team, that side. Everyone hated them. Um, they were fucking good, though. What I also remember about that game was it was one of the first um, games I've been to for Richmond, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting with the Richmond cheer squad. And, yeah. and Richmond sucked at the time. We were terrible. They weren't yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. But I remember seeing um, the like the members of the cheer squad, um, obviously, they're all decked out, and they saw yourself and um, the old man in a few Tigers gear, like, Tiger, Tiger! Yeah. 
you got tickets you got tickets mate yeah. oh you're good yeah you're all good yeah. All right. oh, yeah. come with us you know but the um, the camaraderie because yeah. like, obviously mm. the game was in Adelaide so they're travelling anyway yeah. but they were just like you're a tiger you're yeah. one of us come, come on with us. come over here here we go um, and I thought that was great I mean it probably happens with every yeah. club but uh, like, well, the thing is I wasn't even wearing Richmond any garb it was just that I was under 50 so like obviously not a pro supporter <laughs> well yeah it's like if you go to the zoo in the monkey exhibit and you see one of them playing chess you're like fuck I'm going to see pretty, what that's going on there yeah, let's get exactly. him involved yeah. exactly uh, Get a real lad. Tell us what's going on. All right. Another question was, uh, can you start a fire in Australia so I can come help? We did not start those fires in Queensland. I promise. That was not us. It was always burning it just as the world's us. been turning. Yeah. We it, did not do it. It was, um, yeah. I, I can't remember any of the other <laughs> rest of the fucking yeah. Billy Joel song. And the, and the last Who question is... We didn't uh, light it. We're just trying to fight it. This one's just for me. Who is your favourite, Heath or Josh? Well, they both know it's whoever's winning the fight. <laughs> <laughs> The sniper. Always been the way. Whoever's winning, <laughs> that's who started him on. <laughs> I ain't stupid. <laughs> and and you, you're very happy to retract that last statement. As I, just, actually, I just told that story last night. Um, and obviously, uh, Heath and I are closer in age. And we were well, all, we need to tell it now, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being a, you know, brothers fighting as we grew up and whatnot. Brenton, a few years younger, uh, wasn't quite built when he's, you know, much younger than the rest of us. Um, he decided he'd... Uh, he wanted to get involved in the rough and tumble, and a few of the times we wouldn't go that hard. And but obviously, being you know forty kilos heavier definitely helped. And you'd hold him down, and you're like, I'd hold my own. Yeah, you, you'd give it a fair old crack, and you're belligerent too. Like wouldn't give up, and then you're like, you give up, you give up, and eventually you'd have to be like, okay, I'll give up. And then one time he ran away and just like, I retract my last statement, and just kept on running. <laughs> it's like I don't know if you're watching LA Law or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I realised that, but uh, the defence does not work. It does not work. <laughs> Ended up just turning both of them against me, um, and then I was fucked. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> he didn't help. That's, that's the way it goes. He's like, you're on your own, son. <laughs> I got, I'm sure, shit to do. Uh, still, still was still beat up one of your mates though. Scooter still gave him a hiding. <laughs> I think everyone did. Yeah, hey, poor lad. I actually armbarred him twice in 40 seconds one time in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> twice. Rightio. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we may as well cover off the games. Oh, I don't know. We were talking about Brownlow. Um, so who's your, your tip? Because um, I've been on Lockie Neal all year, and I feel disingenuous to jump off now. Yeah, I've got money on Neal. Yeah. I've got four and a half, and I think that's fine. I mean, I think this is the part where we tip someone that isn't Lockie Neal. Oh, no, no. If you think it's going to be Lockie Neal, tip Lockie Neal. Bullshit. That's not long enough odds for Josh to pick Lockie Neal. <laughs> no, let's be honest. I think Cripps is the value bet because um, Dangerfield was down to 250 last yeah. I saw. Well, he came home with a wet sail, Dangerfield. I reckon he's going to get um, sort of nine votes in the last month of the year. So um, that's a, a strong finish. So if he's anywhere n- near or nearabouts at uh, halfway, you'll, uh, you'll shit at him. Yeah, but Razor Ray kept talking, to, talking him down. So I think he's stuffed. <laughs> So, obviously, I've got to go the dark horse then. It's going to be my role. Yeah, besides um, Paddy Cripps. And obviously, we're ignoring basically all of us in Australia because that's Vic Bias. You know what I mean? That's what we do. So, just, just eliminate all of them. They have no chance. Well, no, Nat, Nat Fife is uh, the second yeah. or third favourite, I think. Fife has still got a chance. Who? Um, it's just, if did the old story, did Frio win enough games? But I remember him uh, playing against Richmond. Uh, Richmond won by 72 points, and Nat Fife got three votes. Yeah. yeah Fife missed about five games too, didn't he, with injury? I don't think it was that many, but he did definitely, he didn't play 22. Some, yeah. But he definitely yeah. missed a couple. There was a few. Yeah. It, more than one is the answer. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going for a dark horse, uh, oh, Toby Green. <laughs> Ooh. 
don't think, think he's going to get there. I don't think he's going to make it. On um, I have uh, this brings me back to something else, but um, I have seen uh, a few commentators that saying, you know, why can't Dusty win? You know, Dusty's a uh, slow start of the year, but he's come good in later on. So why, why can't he, why can't he win? Why did he have a slow start of the he year? Got he got suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, still they might be right. They might be right. He might still actually find a way to win. Oh, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they appealed the decision on Monday and the tribunal went, yeah, allegedly, allegedly got suspended. <laughs> I mean, he might not win, but he could still go home with Charlie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Arrive with Charlie. Arrive <laughs> with Charlie. <laughs> All right. Um, starting off in the games then, on uh, Friday night, uh, I think I went uh, 0 for 2 this weekend, uh, Geelong and the Eagles. And Geelong got out to that five-goal head start. Um really put it on early and I think yeah. it was they had options up forward I mean that's been one of their their key if you don't if you don't have if you're not a defensive powerhouse basically they've got enough people they can push forward that makes it very very difficult for you to match up on yeah. you need very very strong defenders that are agile um, you can't have lumbering defenders and the way they were moving the ball was they haven't moved it that well in, in ages yeah and also the way they're kicking to Hawkins. Like they yep. were kicking on exactly the right side of the body yep. for him to just much, he, much better. He muscled McGovern so often. Well that's and also it. uh who else played on him? Schofield. Schofield, that's it. Just too strong. Might have heard about that this week, but anyway, we'll, yep. we'll get to that in a, a little bit. But uh yeah, McGovern especially like the best intercept marker going around. However, if he have to look, has to look after a man, it really plays against his strengths. And, you know, teams are starting to realise that now that you can't just go throw some nobody down there as a defensive forward. Yeah. It doesn't work. You've got to make him accountable for somebody that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, and now he's got to develop that part of his game as well because he's, you know, third man up or leaving his man to go be the intercept marker is, is absolute mm. trump card. Yeah. But what it, when that doesn't work, what do you, you got to develop those other skills now. And that's not uh, a criticism on him. He's an he's Australian, Australian defender yeah. and yeah. well-deserved, yeah. uh, absolutely. He's the best in the game at what he does. But Geelong just happened to have a setup that works against his capabilities. Yeah, and they had a couple of tall you know, forwards as well. Like Radigalea got off the uh, off the leash early. He's deceptively yeah. tall for his speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got some toe, that's for sure. And then little guys like uh, Brian Myers, he's been damn handy all season. Yeah, for a first year. Um and who else they have caused a bit of fucking chaos? Uh, House, I thought he had a good game. Yeah, yeah he's he's been a good very season. handy this year. Yeah. yeah, I think he's fit into that that role. Well, actually, not even a role. He's got a couple of different roles he can play, and he's fit in nicely. Whether it be running across that back, half back line, or just being on an outside um, attacking forward fifty player. Yeah. Um, now I'm not a big one to buy into all the media hype. However. West Coast did look absolutely flat, especially at the start of the game. It really did. Um, and you don't know how much the Willie Rioli situation played into that, but well, it, I'm me. saying the effect is more than zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of has to, because from what I understand, and look, this is filtered through seven different newspapers, yeah, yeah. he didn't tell West Coast. Yeah. So he was on the plane, well, you know, arrived in Melbourne, and then all of a sudden Asada's gone... Uh, yeah, it was 11 o'clock that night, yeah. apparently. But from what I've heard, and again, same as you, through a million different uh, referees, he might not have even known he did something wrong. He should have, but he might well, not have. The story, as I understand it, is he's saying he couldn't take a piss. Yeah. Um, and so he decided, they're like, they're like, you've got to give me a sample. And he's in the end just gone with the Gatorade bottle. All right, fuck it, I'll put it in there. There's something. Yeah. Like, and... There's a certain amount of logic, like, I'm going to drink the Gatorade, it's going to go through me, I'm going to piss it out. I can just well, shortcut the whole fucking process. He could have even just said, you know what, here's some liquid, they're going to 
figure out it's not right and ask me to do another one another day. Well, you should have given them a sperm sample. <laughs> I, I imagine they could test that. If you're a shy pisser, imagine trying to fill the cup. That, I'll tell you what. <laughs> mate, we need, we need 90 mils. Oh, I'm trying. Yes. I'm trying. Imagine the Asada guy. Uh, Mr. Rioli, what are you doing? Got, I've got to admit, in a second, bloke. Yep. We're going to have to go hardcore. Keep quiet, mate. <laughs> turn around. Turn around. Bend over. Po- yeah, post women. Like one of your French women. Um, but, but apparently what happened, he, he put the thing in, gave, gave the cup to them, and immediately they're like, uh, nah, mate. No, no. This is blue. That's not right. Because they took another sample straight away. Yeah. Um, An actual sample is what I mean. Uh, but the, the thing is, with the, um, the testers too, their instructions are you don't correct them. Yeah. They, they yeah. fuck up like that. They've already fucked up. You don't go, no, 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 mate. Okay, we've got to try it again. Yeah, there's no do-overs. Yeah. Yeah. But they, in the same session, they still took an actual urine sample. Yeah, I, right. I don't know whether it was five minutes later, an hour later, whatever. Yeah. Um, so obviously he knew at that time that he fucked up because he's doing an A and B sample yeah. um, with Gatorade and an A and B <laughs> sample with actual piss. So I think if, if you're in his position, look, whether he fucked up, Intentionally or not, I don't know. Yeah. They're going to come down hard at him because you can't have someone no, do it's, that it's, and go, "Oh, I didn't know." No, it's your job to know. Yeah, um, so, shit. So if he's covering for something, the test will come back and they'll say, "Well, it's probably coke in the system." Who knows? But uh, they have to come down on it because they don't want anyone to even try yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it just seems just fucking weird. Um, and, but to do that and then not tell West Coast, yeah, to not let them know, so. by the way, uh, I might have fucked up a bit. I yeah. might have put some Gatorade in my sample. <laughs> what, you mean you, you tipped a bit in your piss? Like, no, 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 just Did full piss. Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. End up drinking my piss, though. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old Willie strikes again. <laughs> that was switcheroo. Yeah, well, but it, I reckon it might have affected the team a little bit because coming out, they, they were such a different side from last week. Yeah. Um, where they look so dynamic. Well, yeah. I do think any late change does affect a team. Um, yeah, yeah, that too. It happened late. Mm. I mean, losing Rioli for Petrocelli. Uh, Petrocelli came in. And uh, played right. He did. He played pretty well. And I, I don't think there's a massive gap in ability in between the two of them, but I think in role there is. Uh, I, I, Rioli is 24. Rioli is the one you have. He, and, and he's the one you yeah, pick. He's a smart footballer as yeah. well. Petrocelli's still learning his craft, but yeah. he is as fast as they come. But I don't think the gap is that dramatic. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of the role they play, it is. Because Rioli's that X factor. Like You get the ball to him and you just wait and see what he does. I did read another story, though, that uh, it has um, it's a real sliding doors moment because, um, and I don't mean in the Damien Barrett sense. No, I was going to say um, it's made up. But. Petrocelli was one of the cogs that was in motion for the Tim Kelly trade. And right. now they haven't got Ru- Willy Rioli for the f- foreseeable future. Yeah. They need Petrocelli. Yep. So it's just, you know, anyway, that's... Um, do you, yeah, do you still trade him for Tim Kelly? Though? Well, you don't know. Things have changed. You've got to now reconsider something because you've lost a small forward. And if you were going to trade out another small forward, you can't lose yeah. two unless you've got something else coming back. But anyway, it uh, it changes things. they got Liam Ryan. Yeah, 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 but um, they definitely like the tandem of having, mm, having yeah. them both there. Yeah. Oh, if you can keep everything and give away nothing, you'd be happy. But, but uh, that's just not the way it works. That ends the West Coast uh, Premiership defence, obviously. Um, yep. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. I, they did um, have a chat to some of the supporters there. Yeah. And they're like, we'll be, we'll be back next week. I'm like, uh, you won't. No, no, anyway. Well, you can. <laughs> uh, the team won't be playing. <laughs> 
rock up to Melbourne, lads, have fun. <laughs> They're like, no, no, we actually booked two weeks ticket. <laughs> they might have to be back in Perth next week. Could have, could have happened. <laughs> it's probably smart too because if they did win, the airfares would have jumped up immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess that's the risk you take. Yeah. So maybe that's exactly what they did. Maybe they're smarter than I thought. Could be. Could be. Well, maybe not because it's still out of money. You know, if you if you like footy, you go watch a prelim anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we always say we watch more games than our own teams. Oh, I'm season. Oh yeah, I, I, we're going Friday night. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not. It's my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the first prelim I've ever been to. I've never been to. Uh, Me neither. I've been to two finals. Uh, sorry, three. One was the '93 Grand Final, but uh, I've seen yep. two other finals since then. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, how do you think Eagles went really defending? Because they finished fifth on the ladder and with Nick Nat and Gaff, which they didn't have last year, and yeah. went, well, objectionably worse. I do think injuries hurt them a bit in terms oh, of... Absolutely, they did. Not, not pure numbers, but in terms of roles to replace. Like, not having Nick Nat and then having him, and I, I think when he was in well, the team, he was brilliant. Well, he only came in for the last, what, two finals. Yeah. Really? And he played brilliant in the first one. But I still think the team isn't used to him. Maybe. Um, Maybe. So it's sort of an upset to the rhythm. And also, uh, you know, like Gaff's um, suspension at the start of the season as well, so they had to reintegrate him. And then they had all little niggles along the way. Um, I think they came into September uh, about as good as you'd expect yeah. and probably just as good, if not better, well, than last year. No, I reckon they, they lost their last two rounds, though. No, I mean fitness-wise. Fitness-wise, maybe, yeah. But... Um, they just didn't seem to quite get it together. And then, I mean, you know, had they uh, won the match against Geelong because Willie Rowley decided to not be a, a crazy man, Dingbat. we'd probably be saying, oh, they're, they're odds on for the the champ. It was, but um, they did not. Yeah. It's a very funny time, too, because uh, the claws were out for uh, Chris Scott the week before because yeah. of uh, Geelong's finals records. They win this week. Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, all, I mean, all gone. the talk was uh, going out in straight sets, and now it's suddenly, oh, they're a chance for the flag. Yeah. And right. Last year, they beat Collingwood in the first round of the finals. Yep. Smashed obviously, Melbourne. Obviously, Collingwood still up there. Yep. Smashed Melbourne. That's obviously turned out to be not very impressive because yeah. Melbourne actually shit. <laughs> and they beat Collingwood again. Yeah. So I feel like they had a, the easiest run ever to the finals <laughs> last year. But the, they the, fluked the, playing Collingwood in the finals. They all found out. The deal was, though, they finished second on the ladder, so they had two home finals. Yeah. Um, this time, they finished fifth, and they had the one home final. Yeah. But um, anyway. So I think it was actually draw that got them a flag. There it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, on to the Saturday game, which is the Brisbane Lions and GWS. Oh, sorry. We haven't talked about uh, Hawkins and Schofield. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got no problem with Geelong trying to challenge at yep. the tribunal. They had no fucking chance. Absolutely um, not. Yeah, but they, you know, you're going to free review. You've got to try something. Well, it's cost you 10 grand, but, you know, mm. that's uh, that's not much down in Geelong these days, is it? No. Um, but I, because I pay attention to Geelong a lot, and the Geelong fans, I mean, they have been some of the most uh, one-eyed when it comes to tribunal decisions and believe that they're still hard done by, even though Gary Ablett's allowed to elbow a bloke every third week. Yeah. Um, but even Geelong fans are like, oh, I think he's in trouble it's here. done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the most ardent uh, one-eyed supporter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just like, oh, I don't know. Good. <laughs> and then he, the defense was great, though. It was, uh, it was a, a running motion that uh, happened to catch him high. I'm like... Really? Yeah. They're yeah. trying the, I'm going to swing my arms. If you get in the way, it's your fault defense. Yeah. I love it. Everyone's like, it was in play. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Still punched him. <laughs> All right. So you punch him in the face in play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Fair enough. Um, he's been done a few times too, old Tommy. You see, I, I feel like though, if you put him on the stand, he'd be fucking terrible. Worst. He'd be like, <laughs> oh, look, yeah. I just swung my hand out while the ball was very close. Yeah. Look at, I'm looking at you defensive guy uh, defensive attorney because you told me to say that the ball was really close and then I just punched him right in the face Yeah, <laughs> but the like, ball was close was and you it? see the defense attorney just sort of oh, I feel like it will be like a Rick James offense he'll be like <laughs> do you really think I'd just go out and punch the dude in the face yeah I punched I, him in the I, face I punched him in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, was he the one earlier on the year that yeah I felt his teeth chatter or was that somebody else <laughs> Jesus Christ um, who said that I, I don't oh, think it was him. No, I don't think it was either. Now that I've I think got a feeling that was someone that I think they played North. Oh, must be in Tassie. Must be cold. Gonna, I'm going to have to look that up. Um, all right. So, so the other game, the Brisbane <laughs> versus GWS, um, absolutely fantastic footy to watch. Amazing. I mean, uh, what a contest it was. Even though, honestly, I believe for the second week in the row, Brisbane shot themselves in the foot. Absolutely, they did. Absolutely. This is like this is, gonna, this is the type of game that gives Rich, that gives uh, Brisbane a complex. This is like the second team that Richmond have actually absolutely capitulated mentally. Well, what surprised me most about this game was how many Brisbane supporters came out of the woodwork to uh, comment on social media. There were no, thousands of them. They came yeah. in, didn't they? Well, the Broncos, I think, uh, they lose 58 nil in yeah, the NRL. So, right? <laughs> so a few of them would come over. Yeah. but uh, And to be fair, they probably got uh, a few bad calls against them, but they had some fucking good ones all through the season, so I don't think they're going to complain too much, or at least not justifiably. But um, GWS, geez. Their running game that looked like it was a yard faster than Brisbane's. Um, having said that, Mitch Robinson, I think uh, if he had have been able to take the field, could have been a different result. Uh, sorry, I have just looked it up. Um, it was Harris Andrews, and you're right, it was against Harris North. Andrews. Um, wow. When he he whacked um, uh, someone, he felt, I felt his teeth clatter. Da-boom. So not the dumbest defense of the year, Tommy Hawkins, for the uh, yep. I'm swinging my arms and if you're getting the way it's your fault, yeah, but okay. uh, close to it. I think he might have hit Dumont. I can't really remember which well, who he hit. Oh, Larky, it might have been. Uh, I think, yeah, oh, I think it was Larky. Yeah, there's a fight you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. The, 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 the six foot a... six bantamweights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but, see what, none of them would get through a KFC three piece feed. No. no, they'd be able to sneak through a picket fence. Yeah, I mean, neither would Ben Brown because he doesn't need it. But anyway. 
sorry, yeah, back to the, the Giants and uh, and Brisbane. Yeah, uh, I thought the crowd was actually fantastic. Yeah, they the crowd always thinks they're getting the rough end of the stick. Um, and there was a lot of free kicks paid early on, and the umpires were getting very involved. Um, the commentary on this game was one of the worst of all season. I'm not a big fan of just oh, paying the commentary, but they were not shut up, percent. and they were wrong. Yeah. Um, especially Lincoln's like, oh, I wish the umpires would stop. No, no, no. The umpires did a great job in this game. They made some poor decisions, but yep. the knuckle was on from the opening bounce. Yeah, exactly. They needed to get control before it got out of control, yep. and that's why they were talking a lot and, and you know and uh, uh, trying to calm the players yeah. down. I mean, you're yep. never going to calm them down, but at least rope them, rein them in. Yeah. I thought, yeah, they made some mistakes. They missed a throw um, that went yep. towards that last goal, but it's in the middle of a fucking pack. I guarantee you there's 50 of them per game. Exactly. Um, but I feel like the commentary team in general, the entire Channel 7 commentary team, have, have had a massive hard-on for Brisbane for the last couple of months. Yep. That's, that's what made Richmond's win oh, so satisfying, was listening just, to them just be like, it's this, it's that, here's what's going on. Brisbane, oh, amazing, amazing game for Brisbane. Like, yeah. We're fucking pumped them, mate. Like, been, it's not an amazing game. <laughs> they've been brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. 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 Um, brilliant. And then there was a controversy around uh, smacking uh, Charlie Cameron in the arm, which, you know, that looked horrible when he um, yeah. hyperextended it in the first two minutes, wasn't yeah. it? Um, no, I haven't watched it since, and I'm not going to. No, no, no. They kept no. replaying it. I'm like, no, no, I've seen it. No. I've fucking seen it enough exactly. now. Exactly. Um, it pisses me off, because the umpire warned them, don't hit him in the arm. And yeah. they're saying, oh, why? You're not allowed to? There's a bit of niggle? Like, the fucking laws changed specifically for that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I hate then, and it happened, I think, on radio as well. Somebody actually went, actually, no, this is the law. And they're not allowed to do it. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, but hang on, hang on. How is that meant to be interpreted? That's meant to be applied. No, yeah, no, 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 no. This is the exact situation yeah. why that rule came into play. Yeah. And they're fucking trying to enforce it. And the commentator, one after another, got it wrong. Yeah. Because they're ex-football players. They're not smart. They're dumb oh, as shit. They've got CT. They've been backed around. And like, if they were smart, they wouldn't be football players. They'd have an education, basically. Well, I think that's one of the detriments of the footy boys club. Yep. Like, let's be honest, uh, who's the best ex-football player commentator going around? Oh, the, it, the best ex-football players who are smart go into coaching. They go into actual <laughs> jobs, roles. In, like, in the media. Who's, take the, smart. who's the best ex-footy player in the media? Like, well, we've proven you don't need to be smart to have an opinion on what's going on. Um, look, if you, I don't think there is one that does play-by-play. Um, special in comments. in general. In the media in general, I'd probably say Jason Dunstall yeah, was up there. Dunstall yeah. was my number one. And yeah. not just because, you know, he was my um, favourite player growing up. But, um, yeah, he'd be up there. Uh, you know what? Chris Judd says some smart things sometimes yeah, in a very weird, fucking dumb weird way. Yeah. 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 yeah, in a weird way. Um, Matty Lloyd has the worst tone, but what he says is actually insightful at times. But, yeah, times, you're right. Not that. many. Not many. When, when I put down my best 10 journos, I don't think a former player would be in the top 10. I don't think it would be top 20. No, yeah. and look, the journos vary in quality too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if they suck, they lose their job. Yeah. They, they what don't, do they do? Sam, <laughs> Sam McClure is still fucking writing articles <laughs> based well, off Reddit. What are you talking about? Jai, you got Jai, Jai, what are the fucking... Yeah, yeah, Whitnell. Jai, Whitnell, Bednell, fucking... But every Bednell year is, they get yeah. held accountable for that shit, is what I mean. Sort of, yeah. Nothing uh, changes though. He's still got a job, doesn't correct. he? Probably, I don't know. Something. Up, but yeah, basically... Um, yeah, browsing Reddit can get you a career in journalism. <laughs> I was just having this conversation the other night with uh, my girlfriend. Um, because of, I remember when I was going to university, I first applied outside of high school. Journalism was fucking impossible to get into. It was yeah. like ninety eight percent. Yeah, yeah. very to get into it. Yeah. Now we're where anyone can be a journalist. Basically, how, how far do you reckon that that, that percentage has dropped in like the the U, oh, New South Wales? What's the score? What do you reckon the score is? Did now? you look it up? I did. Oh, okay, yes. I'm yes. going to say uh, eighty. What do you reckon, Josh? Uh, 72. 
still 85. Yeah. You still okay. need to be that. There's that many dumb people that are still applying for a journalism degree at 85 uh, UAI. Yeah. When insane, you know, get yourself a good Twitter following. Yeah. You can be a journo. Get yourself a, a Behringer Zenix twelve hundred two USB <laughs> mixing desk, a couple of short <laughs> microphones, and you know, I don't know, old man's laptop, or or play, you know, a hundred games. You know, yeah, that, actually that too. Yeah. Um, Tony Armstrong is uh, he did the play by play call this year for Triple M, and yeah. he was good. He was really yeah. good. I remember yeah. that one game. Um, but yeah, you're up. Not much. Actually, but the funny thing really, is some of the. Some of the play-by-plays on Triple M I find are better than the uh, Channel 7. Yeah. Like Gary Lyon, when he does the play-by-play on the uh, SEN, TV, yeah. I think he's shit-ass. But when he's actually doing the play-by-play on SEN or Triple M, I find him much better. And yeah. I, I can't explain why that is. I think he's SEN these days. But yeah. Either one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. gone back to Triple M since... Uh, yep. you know. um, but my problem is there's it, it, a lot of the same commentators on 7 that do Triple M. Um, yeah. And... Occasionally, they just start talking amongst themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. guys, just call the fucking game. Yeah. And like, I still understand what your in-jokes are, what you're talking about. Yeah. It's still not funny. Like, yeah. you are yeah. just... I just call the game, yeah. guys. Exactly. I'm here to watch the footage. It's all right to say nothing. There was one where um, Brayshaw and a few others were talking about the fashion they all had on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, radio. Honestly, I, I don't mind Brayshaw on Triple M. Yep. But on the TV, he seems to get a bit fucking lost. Um. But yeah, uh, talking about what they're wearing on radio just doesn't really make sense, does it? No. Zero no. sense. But anyway, um, but uh, what annoyed me too was it was an absolutely cracking game of finals footy, um, and honestly, Brisbane should have probably won. Uh, they absolutely should have won. When it came down to the final quarter, the G- Giants were out on their feet. Yeah, um, they got that one goal, you know, with a throw, um, but it was against the play. Um, yeah, but. Yep. The ball lived in the forward half of Brisbane. They just could not get a clean bloody yeah, shot. Yeah, and it's not the first time in the final series that this has happened. Exactly. So it, yeah. obviously there's something they've almost built themselves on how attacking their forward line can be. Yeah. And they got exposed really bad. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe it was a little bit of stage fright. Um, yeah. But what I did love was, okay, they went out in straight sets and some people can think that's an embarrassment. Their fans booed the umpires, then yeah. cheered them. <laughs> yeah. But and I'm glad that's exactly what you want. But how Brilliant. good that, if you're uh, Fagan or the marketing department in Brisbane, yeah. Yeah. people are disappointed they dropped out of finals. Imagine if yeah. you're the NRL. Yeah. Like, they must look at this and go like, fuck, we are screwed. Like, <laughs> Brisbane are getting a bigger, they get out of straight well, sets, they're well, getting bigger crowds than the Broncos. Especially because yeah. they stitched up the Melbourne Storm the night, the yeah. night after. Yeah. yeah. Um, but remember, That hand was in, motherfucker. Brisbane, yeah, have, been here, Brisbane have been here before, though. Yeah, that's very true. Sorry. You know, you, you got to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, but they've but built Fagan up to, you know, Lee Matthews esque yeah. um, uh, capabilities over there. But also, the thing is, they've built this team. They didn't recruit this team. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're, I mean, I, I'd say they've done an equal amount of both. I mean, when you've got ten years of uh, two top ten draft picks per yeah. year, you, you can do that. You can lose one yeah. or two, but they've managed to keep some and turn them into really, really good players. Like yeah. even Daniel Rich, who's two hundred games in now, and he's yep. at pick three, I reckon, uh, when he started, yeah. he's had his best season ever. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, and a lot of it, there's been obviously a lot of talk about this one as well. That it was down to Luke Hodge. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is the second time he's retired now. Um, mm-hmm. Much quieter this time yeah. around, but um, it, it is amazing that uh, I think his two years at Brisbane were better than his last year at Hawthorne. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. I think too, like he had a much bigger role to play because he was this this not the sole leader. No, he was a coach. He, he was yeah, a coach. He was a coach, yeah, yeah. especially in the locker room. But um, Mitch Robinson did a lot of the on-field stuff as well. But he was looking to Hodge. 
yeah, while he's doing Ooh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Kind of Basically, you're trying to stop um, fucking what's his name Mitchell. <laughs> Sam Mitchell. No, the Bristol player that we were talking about. Fuck. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Robinson. Mitch Robinson. Yeah, you're yeah, trying to get him just to stop. I know that's what I was stop trying to yeah, what it was. Stop fucking fuckers. Um, yeah, basically to turn into Luke Hodge, not into <laughs> fucking Jordan Lewis. Basically, <laughs> yeah, so that was the goal. And like, I think he might actually get there. He might actually get there. Well, I don't think he can um, solely because Hodge can punch people in the face and still get the free kick. That's very true. I, I think Mitch Robinson is very coachable. Yeah, I don't think he's a coach. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's a, a heart and soul player. And absolutely, you'll you'll have you need those in your squad. Nothing wrong with yeah. that at all. Um, like I said, he'll do anything you tell him to do. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, like leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Mitch, yeah, you're going to Brisbane. All right, cool. Yeah. But you got the flamboyant players, and they're like, yeah, Cam Rainers, and they're even McCluggage to a, to a degree. Yeah. Um, and they've got their stalwarts. They've got a really good fucking mix. And yeah. Steph Martin, I think, is probably underrated these hey. days. He, I think he was overrated for a, a short period there yep. and had a very quiet, uh, probably 17 and 18. Yeah. Brisbane would have lost by five goals if Steph Martin wasn't playing. Yeah, he killed sure. Mumford in the ruck all I think, night. I think he out-muscled him. Yeah. Trey Mumford's done. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance that Sam Jacobs is going. That's up what there. I heard. Yeah, Jacobs yeah, I did see. The, like, uh, will Adelaide have a team next year? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Seems to be an exodus. I feel like I could send a resume in and I'll at least get a tryout. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, For we'll get to Adelaide, anyway. We'll get to Adelaide uh, eventually, but uh, um, they have announced their well, will be the few selection panel um, this week. But uh, yeah, well, selection panel. Um, it, it's just funny that North is managed to stitch up more players and we don't have a GM don't have a list manager don't have a fucking anyone apparently well, the, Adelaide are losing they just haven't started yet <laughs> in yeah. theory um, Donald Trump approach to AFL <laughs> yeah I think uh, the marketing department's actually hiring and firing everyone at the moment they're the people with the contract oh it's better than what they usually do well <laughs> they, this is very they, true yeah that is a hey, shit house job hey, they, they put the issues to bed yeah that's, they certainly did yeah um it is funny though when I think back on this game, like I remember so many more plays from Brisbane and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though the Giants obviously won. Well, yeah. I remember one of uh, JBS's. Uh, old Toby Green. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is this is funny because I've gone. This wasn't as bad as last week to I, me. I think I've done a seven twenty on this one <laughs> because originally I thought like well, he should have gone last week. He got away with it. Okay. And I saw this one and I went, you know what? I, I don't see anything in that. I reckon he's actually going to be okay. And then he gets reported. And then the day after, you see the actual footage, you go, oh, no, no, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Now they're appealing it as well. I can't see it happening. It's not going to work. I mean, you do. You do appeal it. Yeah. Because, hey, it's the uh, it, it's illogical, it's stupid, yeah. and it should never get off. But it is the AFL MRO we're talking about. Hey, it's and, Mary. Uh, and look, they've made dumber decisions in the past. Yeah. He's 100% getting off. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. On appeal. He is playing. He's on appeal. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's too bad that um, the GWS game's on the Saturday, because if, if he rocked up on the Friday night, on the Saturday, you'd have Honey Talkins <laughs> turning up. <laughs> um, it is lucky that it's the Giants, not the Swans, because if, if it was the Swans, they'd go to the Supreme Court and get suspended. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. And he'd be playing and then get suspended in October. <laughs> the thing is, the Swans did that about five grand finals over a period. Like, uh, Dun- did, did Dun- it with Dunkley? Dunkley did it with and Barry Hall. Hall. Yeah, Barry Hall. Although, Dunkley was the one who uh, he got suspended after. Um, the, he got reported in the prelim, uh, got suspended. They appealed it to the Supreme Court, got an injunction, played the grand final, then got suspended. Yeah. 
Barry Hall, they argued a loophole. And, yeah, so they... And the AFL would do anything to get Sydney a, a premiership back yeah. then, so... Yeah, so they went back through the film and scrubbed him out of all the replay footage. <laughs> yeah. That was the one where they had to redefine what in play means, because he was 50 metres off the ball when he whacked. <laughs> That's right. But he, he was, was running towards where the... Or... He was running towards where the ball might have gone had yeah. it been kicked. Basically, yeah. their argument was, on the field is in play. Yeah, yeah. it was perceived was, in play. He yeah. perceived that he was in play. He was positioning himself so that he would be in play had the ball been kicked, which yeah. it wasn't, uh, because the other team had it, but... Eventually, it was going if, to be. If Sydney had got the possession, it would have been in play because he would have been in the area to get it. I think Tommy Hawkins almost tried to argue that again this week. But, I think uh, Tommy Hawkins did try, but yeah. he's not the orator that Barry yeah. Hall is, which yeah. is fucking yeah. saying something. And his QC said, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we might as well look at uh, the prelim finals this week. Uh, we got the Tigers first off against Geelong um, without Tommy Hawkins. I don't... Th- I mean, it sounds silly, but I don't think that's as big of a uh, out as uh, it could Tom be. Hawkins in. He's been touched up by Graves all season. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Anyway, I I, I don't uh, think it was. I think the the uh, the one time that Geelong and Richmond played, I think Ge- uh, Geelong accounted for Richmond very easily. Was, they, it was, was, it, was it Tony uh, Hawkins responsible there? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm but I know. Say yes. I know right. it was a five or six goal win, and so it was totally just going down. rogue there. So I have the feeling. But. Um, They'll have Radicalia or, you know, they're yeah. even talking about Lockie Henderson playing up forward. Um, so they'll have other tools. Yeah. Not as good as Hawkins, but I don't feel like they rely on Hawkins as much as they That's used to. That's why I prefer him to be in. Yeah. Because I don't think they'll think they're a worse team with him in, to be honest. So. And it adds, without him there, it adds some unpredictability. That's exactly right. Like, there's no might focus. Be, it might be Dangerfield going up forward. They've got That's 20, a hard matchup. 20 of the best midfielders in the fucking league. Yeah. They can kick goals. And if they're let loose to just basically be archers from 50 metres out and just rein them in, very, very hard to yeah. defend against that. Especially with Richmond, who they pride themselves on their team defence. Yeah. And it's their last line of defence is rock yeah. solid. Wouldn't and it be if funny? They kick it over the head, doesn't matter. Wouldn't it be funny if Dusty and Danger lined up on each other and both struggled to get a touch? They both move forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opposite ends. Yeah. yeah. Opposite yeah. ends. <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah. That's what happened to the Brisbane game. The Dusty couldn't get a kick in the midfield, goes forward, kicks six. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing that was interesting this week is Chris Scott came out and said uh, Richmond aren't as good this year as they were last year, mm. and like you know, that's the headline. Um, you know, you, obviously you can see um, supporters you know getting up in arms, but yeah. objectively, I think he's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you had Alex Rance last year. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, to be honest, like my my favorite cup of salt is chicken salt. The yeah. second is Brad Scott's salt. <laughs> Chris Scott's salt. That is my favorite. Uh, they're both the same flavour. Well, he was both salty. Flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All tastes like chicken. He was salty last week and they got up, so maybe yeah. he's just decided, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to Donald Trump this shit. In for a penny, in for I a pound. He's been salty for a long time, especially like the Tigers. It. It's great. So there was the home home field thing. Yeah, he's texting, texting Brad. And what, what should I say this week? Oh, I don't want to fucking get him stirred up. <laughs> but I love it. I, I much prefer it than the, you know, oh, we really respect them as a team. You know, they're, they're going really great. Yeah, because me too. coaches say that about every team. Yeah. The team that's 1 in 17. Oh, yeah, we really respect them, though. They got some good games. Yeah. No, you don't. It's entertaining, but this is like the uh, you know the missus says, "Do I look fat in this?" And you want to say, "Look, love, you could." It's it's probably a bit cuddly. You know that's the fucking dumbest thing you can throw out there. <laughs> and Chris Scott's at that level of, uh, I guess, marriage to the club. Where he's like, <laughs> "I don't give a fuck." Yeah, no, nah, they were better last year. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, What's gonna do? Freaky diggy. It's one of those things. Like, technically, I think he's right, but you know, <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> Uh, so, how do you see this one going, Brenton? Where, how are the Tigers going to win? Uh, I think we're actually going to be behind for three quarters, and we're going to out, be able to... Outrun them? Yeah, outrun them. Yeah. Rain forecast as well. No, well, I think feel like that 
advantage is us. Always. Yeah. Richmond are the best wet weather site ever. I don't think it's forecast anymore. It was forecast earlier in the week. When I checked today, uh, it's supposed to be windy, but no rain. All right. Well, well, early in the week is yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is that. Melbourne, though, so it, it could change. change four or five times. Friday... 10% chance of rain. Saturday, definitely raining. Oh, there yeah. you go, 10%. So you never know. It was higher when I checked it, I thought. But anyway. Yeah, it has changed. Um, I, I've i been pretty harsh on Tom Lynch all year, but I think this is his time to shine. He's got better as the year's gone he on. He has gotten quite good, and I don't think Geelong have the tall forwards to match him and Revolt. Uh, Backman. Well, yeah, I think it's our small backman. They're going to actually run all over. Right a tall backs, yeah. Basher Hooley is going to have a fucking killer game. You reckon? Yeah, I yeah, think he's, he, who are they going to put on him? They've got too, other people, too many other people to cover. Yeah. They run out of talent to put on someone well, like Basher Hooley. Actually, you know what? We really good if Basher Hooley plays on Ablett because Basher yeah. loves to run forward. Yeah, and I've noticed a few teams. That's how they've tried to play Ablett. Is look, you know, he's too skillful when he gets ball in hand. Yeah. But defensively, like he, 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 he can't run around with a twenty-four-year-old. Yeah. He can't spell defense. He doesn't care about it. He's not interested. <laughs> he's not interested. That's not his no. game. He's never been his game, and, and rightly so because he's the best at what he yeah, does. Exactly. I mean, his career-high tackles are three. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. yep. And uh, two of those were tackling his own players to get yeah. the ball off. Yeah. <laughs> you don't kick it, fuck yeah, you. That, those ones are Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the kicking. Yeah. Listen here, cunt. Fuck. Yeah, he, all right. He punched the bloke, and that bloke got reported. <laughs> but he asked for forgiveness afterwards, so it's all right. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, you reckon Tigers or...? I think I have to, because I think they've got too many potent forward weapons that uh, Geelong can't counter. And their speed out of the back line yeah. is faster than Geelong's. I think Richmond are going to be too fit. And I reckon you're right, Brenton. They're, if they're not in front by three-quarter time, they'll run over them well, anyway. Yeah. And also, the AFL is going to do everything they can to get a Collingwood-Richmond uh, grand final. Be lovely. I think, um, I think John's going to be fired up for this game. It's going to be a red-hot contest, but I don't see it going four quarters. I think it's actually deeper than that, too. I think the Vic government wants this to happen. <laughs> just because no, yeah. they're going to put... Because uh, they've got facial recognition now at the MCG. They're going to have the warrant officers there. <laughs> it's going to be so <laughs> Outstanding warrant. You with me, mate. You with me. They're going to have paddy wagons <laughs> just lined up around the fucking block. I'll tell you what. Uh, Richmond-Collingwood grand final, the winner is the scalpers, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> and nine months later, uh, lawyers that handle child support. <laughs> I mean, I've got a AFL Gold membership now, which means I get uh, oh, yeah. a, a second crack at um, grand final tickets. Yeah. Richmond Collingwood, I won't get a shot. I won't so, get a I already in. saw like the actual membership uh, raffle come out, ballot come out. Yeah. O- only gold members. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like silver yeah. members, no. don't even bother. No. But even gold for other clubs, don't get a look in. Yeah, yeah the, the funny other part... Years, with uh, Richmond v Collingwood, uh, what's the capacity? Like uh, 112,000 or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, there's going to be 120 there. Yeah. yeah uh, and there might only be 90,000 tickets sold. Yeah. yeah. But those motherfuckers will find a way to jump the fence, crawl good, through, yeah, good tunnel. They will- Dude, I'm wearing red, putting on a bright yellow vest with a footy record. <laughs> I guarantee- straight in there. I guarantee there's a few going to the prelim who are just going, I'm fucking staying. staying yeah. yeah. Yep. I will camp out for the whole fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be- In the third quarter, if you see someone buying like 10 meat pies, <laughs> that's what they're fucking surviving on for the next week. Um, Last week, I thought for the other prelim, um, which is uh, Collingwood and GWS, I thought whoever won out of Brisbane GWS would walk through Collingwood. Um, now that GWS are in trouble, they've lost yeah. Green, they've lost Lockie Whitfield to a pender fucking side yeah. today, they're in trouble. They are in big trouble. And they run out of legs big in trouble. the final quarter against Brisbane. Yeah. That took a lot out of them. If, if they were full tank, I'd be on GWS. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they're not. No, they've got um, Canelio, Whitfield, Green sitting in the stands. Yep. Like that's you know, they're decent fucking players. Yep. Oh, they'd walk into any side. Yep. That's your spearhead right there. That's you know, your best yep. second and third. I mean, the only the only flick is that um, 
Stevenson isn't coming back for Collingwood, is he? No, uh, Stevenson is. Dugowie is. Dugowie isn't. Uh, he's um, very unlikely though. for the grand final. Grundy's, uh, Grundy's got his bags packed to go to Adelaide. And he's <laughs> the literally only person in the fucking country who seems to be in that boat. <laughs> On their way to South Australia. <laughs> yeah. um, well, he's Grundy's, flying the plane. Grundy's obviously going to be the key to this one because Stefan Martin uh, dished up Mumford last week. And now yeah. uh, Grundy's a step up again. Yeah. So I reckon Mumford's going to get reported in the first five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Grundy's just too good. Like, if it was Stefan Martin playing against Grundy, I think their strengths are opposite and they'd match yeah. up quite well. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Mumford's just too far in the, uh, the sedentary tank yeah. sort of mould. They're going to need a Grundy plan. Yeah. And, and I think that's where they're going to fall down. Yeah, I, I think that's all I can do, just run straight through the fucker. Yeah. Yep. But Grundy, for all his um, scarecrowishness, he's not a small lad. No. And he's not dumb either. Yeah. No. He's one of the smartest ruckmen going around. Yeah. And he's a lot younger than Mumford, too. Yeah. yeah. So. He's got 10 years on Mumford, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon uh, if Mumford gives him one in the guts, uh, look, he'll probably stay down for a good five minutes, but he'll be up and running again yeah. straight away. Yeah. Whereas Mumford's likely to do a fucking knee halfway through a quarter. Um, not that it'll affect his mobility much. No. He's likely to do a line, too. Yeah, he's made to do, say, he's made to do some keys during the quarter. Uh, you think he's saw Willie Rioli's thing? He's like, fucking amateur. Yeah. Um, so are we all on Collingwood then? That's what it sounded yeah. like. I, I yeah. don't want to be, but yeah, yeah. that's Dude. where it is. Like I said at the start of the final series, GWS are the ones I want to win. Um, yeah. I can't see it happening. I just, I just, I just want to see a Collingwood-Richmond grand final in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, and... At the start of the final series, I think I said that. Like, is it is it better for Collingwood to go out in straight sets or to get to the grand final and, and lose, lose again? again? It is. It is and exciting. Honestly, I think if they make it against Richmond, they don't match up well. well they beat them last year, though, didn't they? They you know, they did in a prelim. They did. It wasn't close. Um, but I mean, look, I'm sure we'll have the fucking chat next week yeah. about it. But um, yeah, I'm on Collingwood for this one. Yeah. Actually, I did see uh, Sam Murray. <laughs> Um, the got lad de- who got delisted. He yeah, got delisted. He tested yeah. positive to coke in his. Uh, Last year, was it, or the year yeah. before? In, uh, was it Coke in Peds, or Peds in Coke, or... Oh, no, no he, he, he had uh, Peds in his Coke. Yeah. 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 Um, Buter, right, that one? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Right. Yeah. I think it was about the fourth bloke at Collingwood to get that done. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's, it's funny for me that he's been completely delisted after they've had him on the list right up until now. Well, I think that they've decided to do the, the right... Well, I say do the right thing. They decided to look after him, you know, and keep him under their wings so that they can... Do whatever support they can now. Yeah. Apparently, they can't actually pay for his QC or any of that kind of stuff. But you keep him in the system, you keep him, you know, training, you keep him, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't need him as a player. I mean, I hope another team picks him up because he seemed like he had a bit of bit, He's got of, a bit of skill. But I mean, if, if the only negative is that he got caught for coke, I mean, fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah, definitely show you how that shit. There's, there's a lot of other players that have too. Yeah. I will guarantee fucking tea. There's, there's players on every fucking team. Uh, there's there's coaches on every game. <laughs> there's there's the people target. at AFL house. I mean, I try and pick the target player that doesn't take coke. I mean, obviously, Alex Rance. Yes. Alex then, Rance. then it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I, I, I don't I'm, think Alex Rance would do diet coke. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying Dusty, just for the fact that he must be the most tested fucking player in the <laughs> AFL by now. Fuck it. Someone is just shipping clean urine into his household. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do us for this week. Yeah. yeah right. Looking fun. forward to grand final week next week. Peace. Good luck. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.